Hey y'all, what's going on everybody? And I want to thank y'all again for tuning in to another episode of the Kelvin Wilson Show. I am your host, Kelvin Wilson, and I hope y'all are doing really, really good today. Today I got something special for y'all. For this show and the next show, I'm going to be telling you some stories. So, why I'm telling these stories is because I want you to see what it takes to be an artist and how some things you create will work and stand the test of time and how some things you work on maybe not uh, work out or work at work itself out and you just kind of have to just you know dust your shoulders off get back up and try again um, as Aaliyah would say um, but I want to tell you guys a story um, for this episode and next episode as well so I want you to listen I want you to just listen to the story I want you to just take heed of what I'm saying in this story or talking about in this story because I really really think it'll be able to help you out what I'm going to do is like I always do take a pause for the calls and I'll go ahead and tell y'all this story Thank y'all for listening to the Kelvin Wilson Show. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. So, um, like I said before in the intro, I want to tell y'all this story. And so, I'm going to call this story The Switch. This story is basically, like I said, why... I have a tough time maybe breaking into the industry. Very long time ago, I can't remember what year it was. I was living in Chicago at the time. And, you know, I had these dreams of being an actor and a writer and a director. And then I stopped wanting to be an actor. But I just wanted to focus on writing and directing. Um, I was just so fascinated with the way films were made and the dialogue of of movies. I was just enthralled into that and that's where my focus was. That's what I I wanted to do. Um, While I was living in Chicago, I became friends with uh, Two brothers, Tyson and Tyrone Powell. Um, Me and Tyrone uh, probably hung out a little bit more and and have more of a uh, deeper connection than me and Tyson does. But me and Tyson have, I mean, I love Tyson. Tyson, that's my my little brother. And he will always be my little brother. the reason why I say that me and Tyrone probably have more of a of a kinship is because, you know, we talked on the phone a lot and we used to work together. You know, I I uh did a, a job with him and his uh his uncle. Um we were uh painting my church actually, but that's another story that I wanna get into. But um we ended up having a new pastor at the church 
and that pastor was Nathan Schaefer. And Nathan Schaefer was all about, you know, helping the young kids, molding the young kids, and being able to, to, to you know, want the young kids to actually work in the church. And so me and Tyrone, we used to always talk about doing movies and wanting to do movies and this, this, and that. And so I went to Tyrone and I said, hey, man, um, I got this crazy idea. I was like, and I think Pastor Schaefer will, will let us do it, right? And he was just like, "What? what is it? And I said, I want to do like a Saturday night live type of thing, but do it in the church. And we would put it on maybe like, um, maybe once a month, you know, that way it'll get us ready, you know, to, we can write, we can, you know, rehearse and all this stuff. And, and when we get it right, we can go ahead and present it. Tyrone was down for the idea. And so um, he was just like, yeah, let's let's do it. And so I remember us going to Pastor Schaefer and Pastor Schaefer was just like, yeah, he loved the idea. He wanted us to do it. And when he gave us to go ahead and do it, me and Tyrone just started writing. And so we were just coming up with sketches and all of this stuff. And one main sketch, um, I just kind of just threw out this idea. I was like, what if what if I pretended like to be a, a pastor of a church, but didn't really know the word of God? I was just kind of repeating what every other pastor says, and they were just like, and I started mimicking this pastor, basically kind of like a like a con man, but he's just you know, um, and so as I was doing this character, everybody in the room was laughing. Tyrone, Tyson. Um, their aunt Ruth. It was a couple other people in that room, I believe, that was that was in there too, and everybody was laughing. And so we wrote that character into our into that sketch show. So maybe a month into our writing process, my uh, uh, pastor, Pastor Schaefer, decided that he didn't want us to do this thing. So. We just kind of was stuck with all this stuff that ideas and, and stuff that was written. And so I had the bright idea. I said, I said, since we did all this writing, yo, let's just write a, let's just write a script. It was like, okay. And so we just kept thinking, like, what what are we gonna write? What what's what's the movie gonna be about? Who, you know, what is Who's going to be the characters and all this other stuff. And then something hit me and I was just like, yo, you know that sketch that we wrote about the about the pastor? And everybody liked it. And he was like, yeah, I said, what if we did like a whole movie about this dude? And so I can't, I, I don't think that the day after or so, we started writing. I think it took some time. I, we liked the idea, but it was just more of just like crafting the story. So we basically just, this is basically the, the gist of the story. 
Um, the gist of the story is basically about this the, the that guy that I was talking about, and he is a con man, and so he's supposed to like do this job, and he ends up going to the wrong place, and the place he goes to is a church, and he thinks that's the place that he's supposed to be in, and then when he gets there, he looks just like the new pastor of the church who they didn't think was coming in for like another two weeks or so. And so he's just like, oh, you know. And so then instead of doing the job he was supposed to do, now he's doing this job, be, being this this pastor. And so he's, he's getting acclimated within the church and meeting everybody and all this other stuff. And so he takes on the role as his pastor. And... And in the, in the movie, there are a couple of scenes that we put in where he was like he actually had to do sermons, and and a lot of that was was pretty funny. It was a lot of fun times writing. It was fun just writing that script, but it was also fun just you know writing the the dialogue and and writing those scenes. Though those like I don't think even in the midst of any other. Th- Thing that I wrote, I felt like I was like comedy wise, I could never top some of the stuff that I did for that particular script. And so some days me and Tyrone would write together, and then some days I would take it and write some, and then one day Tyrone was just like, he said, Well, since we we doing this, he was just like, let me take it. And let me put some put some in it, you know. And I said, okay, cool. And so I think it was like two to like three, four weeks or so. You know, I told him, I said, hey, man, any progress with it? And so he was just like, man, no, I, I haven't wrote, wrote anything. And I was just like, okay, well, just just get just give me just give me the script. I'll I'll write the rest. And what, what I meant by the rest was I thought it was just going to like, I was going to close out a scene, maybe introduce another scene. But what happened was I ended up finishing the entire script. And so um, we were just so happy about it. Like uh, Tyrone, like he said that he wanted to type it up. And so I, I, gave, him, I gave him back the, the stuff that we wrote because it was like a lot of notebooks and stuff like that, and so he sat on the computer and and formatted it, formatted the script and everything. He typed it up and everything, and so I remember us, like, sitting, reading the script, and it was just like, wow, like, our first actual script, like, this is amazing, like, people talk about writing scripts, people talk about doing movies, but at this point in Juncture, that's exactly what we were doing. Like we were writing this thing, and it was amazing. I don't know. Like if you're a writer, I think only writers will understand this. I mean, actors understand too. Once you've done a performance, you you feel some some vindication, like you did it, everything. But like as a writer, to come up with a concept to write out that concept, 
to fully flesh out the concept, make it a full-length script, and just like, wow, like, this is actually, this is actually a work. Like, we wrote this shit together. Like, we wrote this. Like, this is it. Like, we were just talking about how we gonna set the world on fire. Everybody gonna know our names. You know, we gonna take people's girlfriends. It's the inside joke with that. Tyrone know what I'm talking about. Um, but, <laughs> and so, that's that was our thing. Like, we really was just like, yo, this is, this is, this is it right here. And, uh, and so one of my friends who actually is like a, um, sister to me, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say her name mainly because I feel like she doesn't even know that I'm telling this story and she may not want her name out there, but she knows she knows who I'm talking about if she ever listens to this. And I and I love her and I know that you know and I you know every, everything you know everything happens for a reason. I'm telling this story because I want people to know that sometimes in the business of entertainment things like this can happen. Not saying that it's I'm not saying it's her fault because it's not her fault at all. It's just, it's just that things happen that are not in your control. So, this particular, um, like sister, she was she lives she lives in California, and she was taking film classes, and one of the things that you know, became, like, real apparent was um, she was just, she was just really, like, loving the fact that she was taking these classes. And one particular day, she contacted me and said, can you talk about your, can you talk about your movie? Can you talk about your script? And I said, yeah, of course, you know. And I asked her, I said, why? And she was just like, well, she said, I'm doing a pitch class. And so we have to pitch a script. And so I said, oh, okay, that's cool. And so she said, I want to I want to pitch your script to the class. And I was deeply appreciative and deeply honored. Like, you know, and she really liked the the the, the script so much that she wanted to pitch it for her class and so she was just asking me all these questions about the movie and about you know uh, what the movie's about uh, you know is it a dark comedy is it this this and that and I'm answering all of these questions and the one thing because I've, 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 I've been to film school myself so the one thing that people don't know especially when it comes to film school right is your teachers are basically either filmmakers or producers. So she she told me that she had all the information that she needed, and she also had a copy of the, of the script. And so, um, and so. So she does this pitch for her class. Um, she calls me 
tells me the, the, the pitch class went extremely well. Everybody was really loving the script, including her teacher. Um, he took some interest in the script and and I like the way that she was you know telling me was that you know of course he he was a he's a producer I think he produced one of Robin Williams movies I can't remember which Robin Williams movie it was I want to say Jack the the one where he was like the big big kid or something like that he had this disease where he would like age but he was still like a kid or something like that and I, it was some some to that extent and so i remember you know being excited and then she she said that he wanted us to do you know 15 more pages which was nothing we were going to do we could do 15 more pages that's 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 nothing to us and so, um, while, you know, uh, we were doing or going back to do the 15 pages, I, I can't remember this timeline. I'm just telling the story. So the story may be like an abridged, uh, tale of it because the timeline, this happened so long ago that the timeline is kind of, it's, it's out. So I don't know what date this, uh, this happened. And so... She told me, she said, I can't get in touch with him. You know, I, I, I've, you know, I've, I've tried to call him. I've tried to email him. He's not responding. You know, he still has a copy of that script. And she was just like, I was kind of hesitant to give it to him, but he seemed so, you know, like he wanted to do something with it and, and get us in the door that, you know, she, she gave him the script and, and that to me, it was like, okay, I, I don't mind. You know what I'm saying? Cause if it's a way in, that's fine. But because you can't get in contact with this guy, we, we need to do something because we don't know what, what he's going to do. Right. And so I remember just like, she just kept saying like, I've been trying, I've been calling, I've been texting, like he's not, he's not answering anything. He's, he's not answering nothing and so then we then we start to worry and I remember having to tell Tyrone Tyrone was was a bit upset that you know we couldn't get into, that April couldn't get in touch well I'm sorry I just put it out there it's her name is April so I'm just I'm just gonna put it out there it's a long this story happened a long time ago I apologize April if if uh, I offend you with this story, I don't think that I'm offending you, but I do want to apologize if, if you are offended. But I, you know, I I don't believe that I'm offending you with this story because you did nothing wrong. We were all just kind of caught up in in this thing, and we thought that things were going to happen. And so, um, so I told Tyrone, you know, what was going on. He was kind of upset about the fact that. We, we couldn't get in touch with the guy. And so then again, like I said, the timeline of this story, because I don't know when all of this is happening. So one day I get a phone call from April and April just looks like, Kelvin, Kelvin, oh my God, I was at, 
I was I was at my friend's house and and um I had just left my friend's house and uh be- before I left like I said like the the, the stories in this is going to get kind of muddy because it's it's been a long time so I can't remember if there she saw a commercial or she saw a billboard one of the things but well, uh, this is the one thing about these stories because sometimes the timelines are, are really messed up. But I think it was she was at her friend's house and she saw a commercial for this movie called First Sunday. For those that don't know about the movie First Sunday, First Sunday came out in 2008. So maybe that's a little bit of the timeline. So First Sunday came out in 2008. The movie was, uh, it starred Ice Cube and Tracy Morgan. And, and it had them involved in like trying to rob a church or something like that. And so April, she was just telling me, she said, Kelvin, oh my God, like I saw this commercial for this movie called First Sunday. And when I saw it, I immediately thought about you and Tyrone, uh, y'all script. And so, and so she was just like, I'm about to get on the phone right now with another one of my friends. She is a lawyer and we're going to see what we're going to be able to do because, because this is wrong. He, he ain't never got in contact with me, blah, blah, blah. And now I see this commercial like, nah, uh, uh, we, we taking this dude to court. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's, let's do it. Let's take this dude to court. And I called Tyrone up like, yo, we, like April thinks that this movie that's coming out could be our script and all this other stuff and so Tyrone was actually he was I think he was for but then again he was kind of like you know whatever and so I remember like we would just kept talking about it and talking about it and I think I talked to the the her her lawyer friend and it was like I kept trying to get Tyrone on the other line, but it seemed like she just wanted to talk to me, and I guess I I see where that comes from because when it came to like, even though me and Tyrone wrote it together, I did bulk of the writing, so it was just kind of like, you know, we rather just talk to you, and I kind of felt bad that. I couldn't bring Tyrone into the fold, but I would still give him the like the play by play about what was going on. And so the lady asked me, she said, she said, was your script copywritten? And I said, no. And so she was like, whoa, okay. Um, so that might be a problem because because it's not copywritten, somebody else can say that this was their idea, this is their movie, all this other stuff. And I remember just like just being so upset. Not at what was going on, but just upset with myself because we really should have gotten that script copywritten. That way we could have been like, you know, 
we're going to get these fools. If this was copywritten, we could have been like, man, we're we going to get these fools. we really going to get these fools. And so we we didn't, you know, we never got it copywritten or anything. And so, um, and so I just remember just like being heartbroken. And and I remember around maybe, I want to say, because around this, like, first Sunday came out in 2008. So I believe I was, I was at Columbia College, 2008, maybe 2009, a little bit, uh, 2010, um, because I left in October of 2010 to to go to um to to move to Paducah, Kentucky. And so I remember while I was at Columbia, April found out that um she she found out that the the teacher that she had who was doing the um the script that that took the script was working at the school I was going to, and I said, "Oh, okay, um, that's interesting." Like, and so she told me his name. I can't remember what his name was, but I I actually uh I actually looked him up, and I sent him a message, and so. I just said, you don't know me, but you know a former classmate of yours. Her name is April Burns. Um, she um, is a, like, she's my sister, all this other stuff. So he was like, yeah, I, I remember April, and I remember uh, hearing about, your, you know, your name and all this other stuff. And so I think what I did was... Uh, Um, I just flat out asked him in a, in an email because we were like going back and forth on email, and I said, um, I wrote this movie called The Switch, and this is what this was about, and I know that you have the script. April told me that you have it, and I was just wondering like what happened with it, all this other stuff, and he hit me back with the most professional like. It was like, due to the content of said item, I'm not at liberty to talk about this. And that's when it hit me like, yo, this motherfucker like really took our script and sold it. And so I kept going back and forth like with First Sunday because I was just like, oh, uh, yeah, I remember I was so mad at the possibility that first Sunday was probably our script. I never saw first Sunday. I still haven't seen first Sunday to this day. I ref I have not watched that movie. I'm a fan of Ice Cube and I'm a fan of Tracy Morgan. I'm a fan of of uh, Cat Williams and everybody else that was in that movie. I'm a fan of all of them. I just refuse to see that movie. And so then maybe recently. I came across this movie that Charlie Murphy did called The Hustle. 
And, and I'm going to read you a little bit about the 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 summary of this movie, just to just to kind of read to, to share what this movie's about. Uh, disenchanted pest sprayers and single dad Freddie Manning is always trying to hustle a tiny bit more from his disappointing life when he suffers a series of setbacks that puts him in an unlikely position of one of his biggest hustle yet. It all starts when he falls upon a large sum of mob money, which Freddie and his cynical, naysaying best friend Junior lose in a crazy chase through the city. Freddie and Junior are left owing Asian crime boss Toshiba O'Hara and his spicy daughter Han $10,000 in seven days. The pair don't know what to do until they are mistaken for the replacement ministers ex expected at a struggling, run-down Baptist church during a pest call. They trade their bug world outfits for minister robes and soon are inspiring the tiny but enthusiastic church into several uh, fe uh, fevered fundraising campaigns. Freddie knows nothing about preaching, but his hilarious straight-from-the-heart sermon seem to touch people, and no one is more surprised than Freddie when his fake healings become real ones. Along the way, the congregation and community are forever changed, but not as much as Freddie and Junior themselves, with fresh, exhilarating performance by top-notch cast, including uh, Al Shear, Charlie Murphy, Pamela Jones, Brigitte Nielsen, David Allen Greer, and others. The hustle will warm your your soul and tickle your phony bone. Now that sounds more like the switch than First Sunday. Although both could be included in that because it is about churches. It is about see in our movie the the main character. It was no other person with him. It was just him and. He became a fixture to the point where his he saw the error in his ways. He changed his life during all of this stuff. Felt bad that he was doing it, um, and 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 decided to come out to everybody, tell tell everybody in the congregation who he really is, and all this other stuff. And and then the or the original pastor who looks like him actually shows up and um and so even though the new pastor is there it, it's basically like and he and he tells the congregation that all of this stuff happens you know they basically forgive him and and noted you know it, it once started off as trying to trying to take money from them but it turned out to be a life-changing experience. And so both of these movies, The Hustle and First Sunday, has something to do with life, with incidents that happen in the church that become life-altering and, and a change for the better. But this, the, the plot to The Hustle, I mean, minus a few things, sounds exactly like the switch. And so 
that kind of that this that that well at first because I just thought it was first Sunday. It 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 did something to me, and I remember after that, I said I didn't want to. I I never want to do anything Hollywood ever again. I don't want to write anything for them. I don't want to do a movie. No, like it, it was like my dreams were shattered. And then, like somebody just said, "Man, like you got so much talent. Just because somebody stole a script from you, don't mean that you and got thousands upon thousands of more in that brain of yours. Like, and so I was just like, it made me feel. Although I was pissed." It made me feel honored that somebody liked it so much that they stole it. And it but it but it made me say anything that I do now, even with all my books, all the books that I've written, right? All are copywritten. Everything I do now has to be copywritten because I do not want that same mistake happening again to me nor to anybody else that that will be put in my position. And I forgot what the guy's name was, the producer guy. I don't know what his name is. I can't even find those emails. I really I wish I could find those emails. I really 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 wish I could find those emails. I can't remember if it was on my Yahoo account or my Columbia College email. Like yeah, man. Oh my god, I can't remember but Wow, I, I I need to find those emails because I really wish I could just screen screenshot it and just like put it as a link so y'all could see what happened. So, but yeah, um, that's what happened with the switch, and I hope that you know whichever movie it is, whether it's First Sunday or The Hustle, I hope that it may. I hope it it like through the silliness and the goofiness that there's some heart to it. And I hope that it, you know, it, it, it you know, did something, made made you laugh, made you think, made you cry. Like I really hope it did does. And so um I wanted to share that story because when things don't work out in your favor, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna give up and not do anything else? Or are you going to keep fighting and, and fight, keep fighting, but do it in your way? And that's what I did. And I want to thank y'all again for tuning in to the Kelvin Wilson show. I appreciate you guys so much. You guys want to listen to uh, this episode or any other episodes on the Kelvin Wilson show? Um, I, it's on Anchor FM, but it's also available on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, among other um, podcast stations as well. And until then, guys, we'll see you next time. Peace.